on, come on, gather round, gather round. Let's get this over with. Well, now, students, J. Edgar Hoover was director of the FBI from 1924 until his death in 1972. He was a great American. He was a fascist transvestite, and I hope he rots in hell. Hey, why can't we see Kennedy's eternal flame? You people don't deserve Kennedy. Who's Kennedy? Come on, hurry up. We haven't got all day. Squeeze in. Come on, come on. Let's look as though we're having a little bit of fun. Come on, turn those frowns upside down. Leave me alone. Okay, here we go. Virus. Birdie? <laughs> Pull my finger. Come on. One, two, three. Cheese. Wow. <laughs> what stinks? Tour's over. You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now... Take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight! Welcome to They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 295. I'm your host, Lee. Let's hold a second. Let's scroll my notes up here. Very professional. Lee, let's do some Van Damage, Russell. I am joined by my co-hosts with the Moses, the lovely Lee. If you're on your knees with the tablecloth over your head, who's going to notice Hardy? How are you doing, ma'am? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. I don't know if I'm doing that good, but I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you drinking as much as the characters in the film? Because uh, if so, I question your uh, ability to continue standing. But you know. yeah, I am not. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's physically possible. You know. <laughs> no. No, I think no. they. I think I think at one point they down like about. Ten cases of beer in one night, something like that. That's something. Uh, just the amount that they bring on the bus would like handle me for, and you know, like two months worth of you know, <laughs> like, you know, fairly decent drinking, you know. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, yeah, and that's right. You hear him returning, Daniel. I bet you've never made moves like this in your chess club, Harper. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing well, and I actually was in the chess club in high school, so uh, that's very uh, relevant relevant to my interests, obviously. So you had you had a you had a renowned voice actress come up to you and zip down her her onesie and, and flirt with you. Not in high school. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I was I was a little bloomer in that way. Let's just you know, like I mean, later down the line. I mean, who hasn't had that experience? But usually, it's in your like early twenties, right? You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're uh, we're fulfilling a long-standing request, uh, one I had forgotten about, just because real life kind of gets in the way a little bit here and there, and scheduling, and then you know, like, oh shit, yeah, there's. I had an email conversation with someone who, who checks email anymore. 
So uh, this is a, and I'm not going to say his name because I I think he's kind of deep in political stuff at this point where he kind of keeps a bit of a low profile as far as his online. So uh, we'll just say Chronovore is his, his name on the email he sent me. But uh, this is a this is a guy that Daniel and I are both acquaintances with from back in the day. He actually used to uh, send in uh, emails to this podcast at one point back years and years ago. And I guess he still listens. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, he he requested this movie, uh, National Lampoon's Senior Trip from 1995, and uh, yeah, we're getting around to it. Uh, who knows? Maybe in about three years, we'll get around to that uh, request for that long-standing request for uh, Tomcats as well. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything, anything for the listeners? Anything yeah. for the listeners? Yeah. We're, we're always saying, hey, give us requests, and then we wonder why we get no requests, and this is probably yeah, the reason. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this. I, I feel like at least one of us has a very different opinion of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we will get into that. Uh, we'll get into what we've watched in the last little while, so uh, I'll throw it over to you first, Daniel. Yeah, I uh, I have a you know very easy uh, stuff. I uh, this afternoon I have been meaning to do this for a while, and uh, I started watching uh, the series. I mean the original series, Columbo, and I watched okay. the first two episodes today. Which I, you know, obviously you grow up knowing what Columbo is, you know, mm-hmm. um, but had uh, never really watched it. Never seen a full episode, despite it just it must have been on like TBS or something when I was growing up. But I never, uh, never really found it, and um, so I did skip the two like TV movie pilots. So I did just start with the 1971 series, and mm-hmm. the first two episodes are pretty amazing. I am definitely going to continue um, watching them, and uh, uh, yeah, they are. I mean, if you're for people who aren't familiar with it, or I mean, you know, I think you know, just for um, these are like mini movies in terms mm-hmm. of uh, their their cinematography, their plot construction. The very first episode was directed by a very young Steven Spielberg. The same year the same year he directed duel right oh really (laughs) he was just a tv director um and there are you know actually there's actual like cinematography happening here Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it is, it is, uh, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but I, the reason I started this was, I mean, I'd always kind of been interested in it, you know, and, uh, I saw a tweet, uh, which was, uh, um, every episode of Columbo is shot like a monster movie where the monster is Columbo. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty, cr- it's pretty true because the structure of the episode is, you know, who the killer is from the beginning. And then right. it's just Columbo kind of walking in and just kind of slowly figuring things out. And then you just see him in the background of shots, just sort of like looking at things and being his mm-hmm. Columbo self. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty delightful. It's pretty delightful. So I will definitely be continuing this. Um, and, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, Columbo recap podcast when, um, because wow. I think it would, it would be, um, I think it would be interesting, you know, but well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to that as soon as we get to our homicide podcast. Yeah. We'll get to that sometime in like 2045, you know, so, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. we can, maybe by 2071, we can start it for the hundredth anniversary of the show's premiere. 
we we got to do our homicide podcast. We got to finish uh, up Cape shit. Uh, yeah, you know, we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff on the on the on the table first. But, yeah. Uh, well, are you are you finishing uh, Cape shit? <laughs> probably not. Yeah. I, I think I think that whole project went off the rails mostly as the MCU went off the rails. You know, like, yeah. You know, I, I think I think I don't know exactly how far we got, but I think you know even if we just decided to finish it, we could finish with Endgame and Disco. That's enough. Although I did like, I did like uh, at least one of the ones after that. I liked the uh, the third Spider Man, Tom Holland. I liked that one quite a bit. But yeah, we might, you know, we might end up coming back to one or two of those movies at some point in the future. You know, because there's yep. there are some interesting movies that were made. But but yeah, that that's that, that's kind of dead. It, it was it was like if, if Daniel's not going to be here on a consistent basis to be able to do it, then uh, I don't really want to do it because it was like your project really you started. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. You don't want to go but, with the people you had before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I used to watch Columbo a lot when I was a kid before it was cool, like on A and E and stuff. I used to watch yep. it, but uh, you know, it's it's got a charm to it. I've never seen Mrs. Columbo, which was uh, Kate Mulgrew. As, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think that lasted too long, but but she was Mrs. Columbo for a little while there, Captain yeah. Janeway herself. Um. Well, uh, you know, an actor we've seen a couple of times on this podcast, Robert Culp, uh, is in the mm. second episode of the series. He plays okay. the he plays the killer, and uh, he's great in it. You know, so uh, I mean, I, one of the things that Columbo does is they bring in like these like big name actors and stuff because yeah. they can come on and do TV and do like one episode and then like leave. You know, and in that although, era, that was definitely like appealing. You although, know. Although I'm pretty sure several of them had like one had like a couple different shots where they played the killer, so they were just playing a different yeah. character. Like, yeah, I think yeah. I think Robert Culp is one of those. Um, but again, I've only watched the first two, so <laughs> and I'm trying not to read too far ahead. But uh, you know, right. again, I'm enjoying it. I will definitely be continuing it. I don't know if I'm going to watch all ten seasons, but uh, mm. uh, you know, if it maintains this level of quality, I will definitely make time in my day to you know throw a couple of them on. So, cool, cool, uh, Lady Lee. So I recently rewatched um, the original Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it's always funny because I enjoy the movie. It's it's a good, it's a really good Halloween movie. It's got like the jump scares, the gore, everything like that. The classic like uh, everything you want from like one of the older movies. It's just the one thing that bugs me about it is uh, the whole town on Halloween is entirely dead. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to be a small town, and there's like the kids and the parents. I guess parents are at a party or whatever, but the kids are at home after trick or treating and stuff. And I'm like, okay, when did they, did they go trick or treating? Are they going trick or treating? Like, why are they carving a pumpkin now? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And then when all the screaming happens, I get they showed you the one part where she's screaming, and the one person just closes it, thinking like, oh, shenanigans or whatever. But this screaming went on for so long. The car horn, the screaming, everything. And I get, I get, it's like back in the day. But also, like, if any time we were watching TV, you would still get the alerts on your TV of something happening. Uh, a psycho killer who, like, cuts them out of the woodworks and goes back to his hometown. You don't think everyone in the town would be warned somehow? Like, well, that's the that's the problem. Uh, it, it's it's a com- it's a bit of a commentary on the failure of local authorities to actually do their job properly because they. You know try what? Okay, to keep it I will take wraps. that. I will take that. I I will agree with that. But again, 
the amount of screaming that happened and no one was like, I'm going to make a noise complaint. Like, they're not going to let someone in from screaming. They're sure as hell going to make a noise complaint because everyone's being too fucking loud. Well, and no cars I, passing by, no pedestrians, no kids, <laughs> nobody. I mean, also, also, there's just there's just the universal truth that Stephen King taps into all the time that small towns are inherently evil and, and bad. So uh, you know, uh, I come from a small town. Halloween was was like bumping till way late because there's nothing else to do. Like, I will say, I, I will where, say, Halloween. Where's where where this movie supposed to take place again? I forget. Like it's uh, Haddonfield. Like yeah, like I think it's I think it's, it's a made up town. Or, I don't right. I don't but know. Like, what state is it? Like Midwest or is it you know like California? Yeah, it's, it's, or do we remember? No, it's, it, it, it's supposed to be like Midwest or something like that. But like it was actually shot in California. That's like right. why like all the trees are still like totally green and there's like you know palm trees once in a while that show up in the fucking. <laughs> Shots and shit, shit like that, but um, I I will say like uh, Halloween two kind of fixes a little bit of that gripe for you, like until they get into the hospital and that's the rest of the movie. But there there is like you know con- it's a continuation of that night and it looks much more Halloweenish with people actually out trick or treating and stuff. I watched a movie I can't remember when or what movie it was, but they had the hospital scene and those drive me crazy too. Like, a hospital's never fucking quiet. <laughs> you walk in the hospital in a horror movie, and it's like, oh, all the floors are completely empty. There's nobody around. It's just a ghost town. That would never That's happen. A, that is a problem with Halloween, too. It's like, here's Haddonfield General, this small town that has this, like, elaborately large hospital that, uh, you know, there's no way it got funded, especially not in America. Uh, <laughs> it's their health. <laughs> Jimmy Carter was president. Things were different then. Yeah. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Um, Anyways, I enjoyed the movie. I did enjoy the movie. I just, it, it always gets me. Every time there's a town or a hospital or somewhere where usually there's something or someone that should be around anything and there's nobody, like complete ghost town. It just, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> Fair enough. I got two things I'll quickly mention here. Uh, Two uh, new horror movies. Um, the first one I'll mention is Talk to Me from 2022. Uh, it's a Australian horror movie. And it's kind of, um, I, I kind of say like in, in a certain way, it's kind of the new It Follows, like for Zoomers, maybe. Because it involves the, these uh, young Australian teens who are, you know, like perpetually connected to their handheld devices and stuff like that. And they're, you know, trying to get their TikToks and shit out there. And they get a hold. So one of them gets a hold of this supposedly cursed like item. And it's basically a stand in for a Ouija board. It's a it's a hand. It's a plaster hand that supposedly has a real hand that was uh, separated from a body in the plaster. Mm. And basically, like, basically, if, if you shake hands with it, you will see a dead person and you can communicate with them and they can jump into your body if you let them in. So, like, if you say, talk to me, and then, like, it, it'll show, the dead person will show up, and then you say, let me in, and they'll they'll possess your body for a limited time. And they're doing this to get TikTok uh, views on their videos and stuff. Like, oh, look at this spooky supernatural shit. But it turns out it's actually a thing, and it's happening, and someone holds on to it for too long, and the spirit doesn't leave their body. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I was, like, I was kind of worried I was not going to connect it with it. You know, old man watching a bunch of kids in a horror movie, you know, like from a different generation, but 
it had some pretty good things going on. I, I'm not going to say it's the greatest ever. It's it's. I don't think it's good as it follows. Uh, I don't think it ha- quite has the the mood that 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 film sets. But um, it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, real good performances in it. I thought so. Um, that's a good one. I don't want to spoil too much on that. The only other one I'll mention: No One Will Save You from 2023. Just came out. It is a alien invasion movie. But it's set in like a very personal, like one-on-one kind of situation with this uh, isolated girl. She's uh, obviously she's like the town pariah, and uh, dirt, she notices an alien invasion. And she, basically, part of the movie is like alien, like aliens invading her house, and she's alone and has to fend them off. And then you know, trying to like warn the town, and the town wants nothing to do with her. And then she starts noticing the town's getting taken over. Uh, kind of, kind of mixes like invasion of the body snatchers, close encounters from from the of the third kind. Is it's it's kind of a big influence on this one, uh, because the aliens are greys, but they're like evil greys, so they're more like uh, fire in the sky kind of greys, right? And the aliens, like they're all CGI, but the CGI is pretty good. And like the stuff they do with them, like the the level of inventiveness as far as what the aliens can do, because there's just a couple different like types of greys with different abilities. And um, I kind of liked it. Like there, there's a central mystery that's super obvious that like the movie kind of like hinges a little too much of its plot on. I overlooked it because I liked the performances. I like the uh, suspense and the tension that's built as she's combating these aliens. And it's mostly in silence. Like there's, there's barely like, she says one line in the movie, I believe. Uh, the the entire time like it, it's just like a kind of a quiet suspense piece with her dealing with these aliens and uh, watching her like fight back and like outwit them and escape them and everything I thought it was pretty well done um, so uh, another worthy one uh, I'd say both of these ones if, if you're doing like a uh, 31 days of Halloween or whatever especially you know it would be good ones to slot on your calendar for, for October but uh, yeah, that's it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, no. I mean, particularly, particularly, let me in. Or let 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 is it let me in or let them in? Is it what's the first one? Um, oh, talk to me. Talk to me. Excuse me. Yeah. No, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the uh, the remake of Let the Right One In. Um, right. You know, so some of these titles run together. No, uh, that one actually, I do it. That does sound interesting. I have the same like. You know the kids with their TikToks and their Zoomers these days. You know, kind of, kind of issue mm. with it. You know, but uh, if you say, if you say it's it's actually kind of interesting, I might I might actually give that one a shot because like that that does sound like uh, that does sound kind of like a premise that could actually do some interesting things. And I was actually thinking it reminded me a little bit of a Flatliners in its uh, sort of its premise. You know, it made me yeah, think like not- we need a remake of Flatliners. You know, <laughs> well, the, or the, the Frighteners. Word. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a remake of Flatliners, and boy, is that not good. Um, oh yeah, I, I remember it vaguely in my head that that existed, and I've just chosen to reject it. So you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then again, I haven't seen Flatliners since like I was like fifteen or something. So you know, I'm, yeah, not, I'm sure. I'm sure. Other than it having a bunch of Brad Pack people in it, it, it probably does not hold up in the slightest. But sounds like something we're gonna have to do. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, talk about. National Lampoon's senior trip 
But before we do that, uh, perhaps we'll uh, answer this question. What orgasmic ritual unlocked the hidden sexual appetites of these women? You ungodly warlock. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Uh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of here. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. all yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. You ungodly warlock. Nobody's leaving without a fight. You got an ugly mouth Yeah, you're smiling now But it's heading south Yeah, I got a lightning In a special place I got a bonsai, bonsai Play face I got a problem Talking to my counterpart I got a coaster Right in my head Uh-huh National Lampoon Senior Trip. We have a trailer. 
People think that we're nothing but a generation of losers. Sitting on our butts, playing video games, and watching MTV. That's not true! National Lampoon's Senior Trip. Let's party! The seniors of Fairmont High are on their way to Washington. Come on, hop in! Let's do some band damage. Kelly Macon, uh, 54 directing credits, Canadian director, and there's an obvious connection here when we get uh, a little deeper into the credits of uh, why he's on this. <laughs> once you once you start digging into the credits of this at all, there you find the uh, the, the source of where this where some of this came from. So yes. yeah, so he actually started out with the actually kind of interesting Canadian-made action movie Tiger Claws from 1991, but then he goes on to do. All kids in the hall stuff, basically, for for a lot of his career. So, so the original series, the uh, the reprise series that just came out, which is really good, and of course the uh, movie uh, Brain Candy and uh, Death Comes to Town, which was a series from a couple of years ago that came on TV, uh, and it also has just kind of worked in Canadian television and film for co- pretty much constantly. Did some stuff on Queer as Folk, Men with Brooms, some other things. Our writers here, we have Roger Cumble, uh, who wrote and directed the Cruel Intentions film and its sequel. Just weird. I didn't... Uh, he's got a bunch of directing credits, but that's the only thing that sort of popped out for me. And uh, You know Amy Adams is in the sequel? Oh, really? Yeah. It was like one of her first roles, and uh, it was like a made-for-TV like TV, like kind of pilot that they just sort of shoehorned into a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, yeah. I do know like the third one there's there's like a cruel intentions tv movie that was made in like 2016 or something as well yeah but uh i marlene king who a lot of her credits don't really pop for me Uh, the only thing i noticed that uh i i knew of was pretty little liars which is what like uh mean girls covering up a murder or something i think that show was like something like that um I don't know. Uh, we got the excellent Matt Frewer here, Principal Todd Boss. Everyone knows him as Max Hedrum, I'm pretty sure. 
but but I mean, just a kind of a stalwart character actor who's been in basically everything. He's an American, but he's been in like a bunch of Canadian-made stuff. He sort of makes his bones more in Canada than anywhere else. He was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand. Went on to do Lawnmower Man 2, which... <laughs> <laughs> is worse than the first Lawnmower Man, which is saying something. What what I kind of know him from more growing up is uh, Psy Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal, which was a Canadian X-Files ripoff that, that went for several seasons here on Canadian TV and played all the time. He was also in the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which we covered early on in this podcast. I think our second episode, if I'm not mistaken. And he pops up in... All kinds of stuff here and there. He he was in uh, the Watchmen uh, in a small part, and he was recently in the uh, Castlevania anime style series on Netflix. Uh, so, and then it's not too bad either. <coughs> we got uh, Valerie Mahaffey as Miss Tracy Milford, uh, basically a TV actress for the most part, like doing stuff like Northern Exposure, Wings, ER. Uh, Desperate Housewives, I guess recently Young Sheldon, she's on that uh, show. Oh, okay, um, that's where I recognize her from. Okay. I, like, I, definitely, I, I definitely recognize her from Northern Exposure. Like, I didn't realize it. I was like, oh, she was on Northern Exposure for three years, I'm sure. That's where I imprinted on her, so, yeah. Mm. Uh, we got Lawrence Dane, uh, another great Canadian character actor. Here is Senator John Lerman, 148 credits. Uh did stuff like Rituals, Scanners, Happy Birthday to Me, Of Unknown Origin, a lot of uh, Canadian TV, like Danger Bay, <laughs> uh, The Red Green Show, also popped up in stuff like uh, Bride of Chucky and uh, the Chris Christopherson sci-fi movie Millennium uh, from the late 80s, the time travel movie. Did we, didn't we do that one? No. I think we talked about doing it at some yeah, point. Yeah, I loved it as a kid, and I rewatched it like maybe you know seven or seven years ago or something. And it mm-hmm. like it holds up pretty well. Yeah, no, that's that's that that would be worth a, a revisit because I've read the book when I was a kid, so I would have uh, some. Yeah, anyway, I liked Millennium, so you know. I will. I will remember to put that on the list. We should do that. Actually, yeah, we got Tommy Chong as Red. If you don't know who Tommy Chong is, I I don't know. <laughs> maybe there maybe there's some people now who don't know who he is, but. Uh, uh, one half of Cheech and Chong. Maybe some people connect with him these days because he was on the '70s show and the spinoffs. Uh, I, I think the the most uh, the most uh, thing that I've I've seen from him lately is the fact that after all the advertisers left the website formerly known as Twitter, um, mm-hmm. his uh, company selling a, a CBD products was advertised relentlessly to me, like every oh. several tweets. So uh, he's, he's, he's in that business now. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he, he went to, uh, he went to prison for a little while for oh, yeah. selling, you know, bongs. Um, <laughs> he, but, uh, he, he served time with Jordan Belfort, the author of the book, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. And who mm-hmm. uh, was played by Leonardo DiCaprio in that uh, in that a movie? You know, we'll just call it a movie. And yeah. um, actually, per, per Belfort's uh, description, uh, Tommy Chong was the one who was like, "Oh no, you've got an interesting life. You should write a book." And so I blame Tommy Chong for Jordan oh. Belfort having the career he has now. So oh, that is the worst thing Tommy Chong has ever done. And I'm sure he was just trying to be positive to someone who ended up being a really, really awful human being. So, uh, Tommy, why'd you have to do that? That's terrible. <laughs> um, we got Jeremy Renner, just some guy 
in his first movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, played played some fucking guy who shoots arrows in those Marvel movies. You know, uh, but uh, as Mark Daggs, Diagnasto, I, I um, fuck it, I don't. Dagostino. Dagostino. Okay, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Uh, we got Rob Moore's Reggie Berry. Uh, we got Eric Edwards as Mioski. And I recognized him because he used to be a fat guy actor in a lot of movies that needed fat guys. He's he's not a big fat guy anymore. He's like, you know, I think he directs and does all kinds of different stuff. But like he, you know, early on, he popped up in stuff like Problem Child 2 and 3. He's the, he's the kid on the roller coaster who throws up in Problem Child 2 and splatters everyone with his vomit. He's also the the really, really super obese vampire in Blade. The one that uh, Blade tortures by uh, uh, like using a UV light, light on him to get information or whatever. Uh, we got Kevin McDonald, and here's the Kids in the Hall connection as Travis Lindsay. Well, I, I think I'm going to talk about his performance here a little bit, but yeah, Kids in the Hall is what he's mostly known for, but he's, he's kind of worked steady for quite a while. Um, had quite a stint in that 70s show, actually, as a... Uh, as a meager pastor character who is always trying to get those those rascally kids to stop doing the drugs and having the sex. We got Michael Blake as Herbert Jones as the token militant black character. I, I did notice that he, he doesn't have a lot of credits, but he was in one of the versions of Degrassi in, in Degrassi High. And here we have probably maybe the person with the most credits we've ever featured on this show. Tara Strong is Carla Morgan, six hundred and forty-one credits. Well, that's that's fucking nuts. Uh, but here's the reason: she's been the voice actress in everything. If you had a childhood, she was part of it in the last like thirty years. <laughs> um, she was in uh, stuff like Care Bears, Babar, The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers Three, Beetlejuice, Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, the new Batman adventures and like all the spinoff video games and tons of other video games and spinoffs and movies, Powerpuff Girls. Uh, she's even the voice of the uh, like computer assistant in uh, Loki, uh, the, the Marvel show. So, um, yeah, she's done a ton of shit. Like, it was, I'm not even beginning to touch the stuff she's been on. I just want to mention quickly a couple other uh, characters here, very small roles, but Nicole DeBoer as Meg Smith. Uh, Canadian actress. Uh, most people will know her from DS9 as the uh, the new host for Dax, but she was also in stuff like Cube, Prom Night 4, uh, the Dead Zone TV series, and she was even in uh, Kids in the Hall early on. She had some, you know, like small roles here and there in the series. You know, like, if hey, we need a girl to make out with another character in the background in, in an episode of Kids in the Hall. All right, there she is. She's in it. We got C.J. Fiddler as nurse in porno movie. Uh, I want I want to mention her because she's a longtime Canadian actress and stunt performer. Did a lot of bit parts and stuff uh, for the most part, but uh, she was in Screwballs too, which we haven't covered. We've covered the first Screwballs, but we haven't covered Screwballs too. Uh, she was in Fireballs, Short Circuit Two, Exotica, and Half Baked, and she continues to work to this day. And I also just want to mention quickly Wayne Robson, who's uh, Frank Harden in this, and a longtime Canadian character actor. He's, he's kind of like the Canadian, hey, that guy, because you'll, you'll have seen him in something. 
started out in stuff like Bizarre. He was in the live-action Popeye movie with Robin Williams. A lot of Canadian TV, The Littlest Hobo, The Edison Twins, Danger Bay, Seeing Things, which is a unheralded comedy drama with uh, sort of sort of paranormal things in it. It's the the guy who plays the character in Scanners who has his head explode famously that everyone's seen that gif. He's the lead character in that. And he's, he's basically a guy who has, you know, premonitions of like uh, crimes and, and shit and tries to, you know, he's like a reporter and tries to like solve mysteries and shit. It's not a bad, not a bad show actually. Also stuff like parents, which we've uh, covered uh, on this podcast before. Robocop, Cube, Wrong Turn, The Red Green Show, Kids in the Hall, Death Comes to Town, all kinds of stuff. All right, we've got synopsis here real quick. At Fairmount High School in Columbus, Ohio, a debauched group of kids rule over the school, led by stoners Mark Daggs, D'Agostino, and Reggie Berry, who preach partying over education. When Daggs and Reggie, along with a small assorted group of kids, are caught cutting class and throwing a host party, in the whiny and incompetent Principal Moss's house, they are put into detention where they ask to write a letter to the President of the United States on the problems with education. Yet the school's brainiac, Lisa Perkins, writes it and mails it where it's a hit with the President who invites him to Washington on a field trip to speak for education reforms. With Principal Moss and the new keyboarding teacher, Miss Milford, chaperoning them, Daggs and Reggie, along with Lisa, Shy Stoner Wanda, School Tramp Carla, King Geek Virus, Biker Chick Meg. Is she a biker chick? Um, <laughs> quite, I don't think so. I, I think I think that's code for lesbian. I just think that's code I, for lesbian. I, yeah. I guess that's what he's uh, that's what he's saying here. Quiet Poet Herbert, Narc Steve, and the stupid fat kid Miyoski take an eventual bus trip to Washington if they can ever get there. Yeah. So that yeah that that. Sure, there's a story here, right? Um, <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, so, Daniel, is this your first time watching this? And what are your general thoughts? This is this was my first time watching. I am kind of amazed at how little this movie impugned upon my consciousness because it came out when I was 15, mm. and hypothetically, I would have been like prime, like viewing, like the prime viewing age for something like this, right? I believe I used to see it on like, you know, video store shelves and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just sort of, it, do, it does speak to the degree to which the National Lampoon brand had like declined between like the original, like the couple of like the first two or three Chevy Chase movies and the, and 1995, that it was just like this complete <laughs> farce. I'm not describing the film as a farce. I'm describing the, concept of the national lampoon brand as a farce at this point <laughs> there's a good reason for that too i'm sorry to cut in there right but i mean i might as well just point this out now so like that was like if people are not familiar national lampoon was a magazine that lasted from 1970 to like 98 ish something like that it was kind of like the edgier mad magazine is, is kind of what it was you know um <laughs> it was mad magazine written by people with ivy league degrees <laughs> right <laughs> Right. And so, like, you know, everyone thinks of, like, National Lampoon movies, like Animal House, uh, Vacation, Joy of Sex, European Vacation, Christmas Vacation. They think of those classic movies, right? All in their heyday. But they got sold, like, in the late 90s. Tim Matheson, who was in Animal House, and somebody else, like, actually bought the company and then resold it. 
uh, to something called J2 Communications or something like that. And then they just started basically selling the name. Like, hey, you got a movie? You want to put our name on it to get better, you know, to get it in theaters or whatever? We'll do it. You know, just pay our price. So this is a move. This is like the second movie under that uh, J2 Communications ownership of, of uh, the brand. Right. So um, this feels like a bunch of interconnected scenes or like barely connected scenes that have like no real plot relevance at all. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like it does have a beginning, middle and end um, in the sense of like we have a reason to go to a place. Then we spend half of the third of a movie going to the place and then we have hijinks at the place where we go. And there's right. like a thin as like thinnest tissue paper, you know, political rationale behind, you know, everything. Um, ironically, the film picks up in its last like 10 minutes when, you know, suddenly like the principal gets on the side of the kids and they're all like one big team and they got to go like stop the evil Senator from, and I'm like, why didn't this happen in the first 15 minutes? Like this, suddenly yeah. then you can make like an actual, like, it doesn't even have to be like a complicated story. It doesn't have to be a good story, but like you, then you can like play pranks and stuff and it has like a purpose behind it. You know, you can put like a real movie here mm-hmm. and um, there's stuff here. I, I mean, you have to, you have to just have your expectations really, really low to really go into this and like get much out of it. Um, <laughs> it is amazing that no matter how few credits anybody has in this film, Many of whom are like go on to be like decades long professional actors, as you describe. Mm-hmm. Everybody, even people with just two credits, this is the worst thing on their resume, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and yet, it brought me back to a certain to a certain era of my life. And the fact that I never saw it then speaks a lot to the fact that it's just there's just not much here. Um, it also pales in comparison to PCU, which was released, I believe, a year earlier. Yeah. And PCU was kind of the sl- the more adult, the more, you know, because they're in college and there's like a little bit more, they've got more of a like, you know, vaguely political kind of kind of thing going on. They're doing some satire. They're doing some stuff. Um, Jeremy Piven is a great lead. Um, not that Jeremy Renner is not like, a fantastic lead. He's just given nothing to do um, he's, except he's, he's nothing in this. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously now he's like, I mean, I respect him as an actor and everything. He's great. Actually, there's a connection to Jeremy Renner in this podcast in which he is he has a small part in the very first episode we recorded, which was the American hustle episode. Cause he's right. one of the people that scammed in American hustle. So we've come full circle, baby. We've come full circle. Anyway, it's not very good. We can talk about it more. I really want to hear what lady Lee has to say personally. Yes. Proceed to trash this Lee. What are your thoughts? And, and, and look, we're, we're not, we're not defending this. There's no, no defense of this. I haven't even discussed the racism, which is uh, pervasive, but uh, you know, yeah. Um. Oh my God! I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I I I hated this movie. I there was yep. nothing about it that I liked it. Or sorry, there's nothing about that I, this movie I liked. I I struggled to get through it. Uh, I yep. missed the mm-hmm. last um five minutes of the movie, and I just didn't even have the energy to try and rewind it. I just entirely lost. Fo- I was watching it. I just lost focus because I was so fucking bored of this movie. There's like so many. I read a comment where it said like this is basically everything that's wrong about '90s movies that you recognize now is in this movie. Like just absolutely everything. Like there's the obvious racism, the obvious sexism. There's assault. There's um, like people just giving each other drugs, like getting people drugged. Mm-hmm. Like there's everything. There's the teachers watching the thing about like 
high school pregnancy when they're supposed to be the tension and they're mocking it. Everything is so bad. The only thing I have to say that is good, there's so many good one-liners. Like when Tommy Chong is like, it's a bus size pill. <laughs> That's oh, that it, 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 it was it was a fucking mistake to kill him off that early in the in the film like he should have been he should have stuck around for the entire film it should have been i didn't care i honestly just didn't care he was funny yes but he had no purpose in the movie just to like try and add some sort of comedy relief because realistically (laughs) his part was useless like it just wait wait comedy relief in a comedy is what you're saying (laughs) yeah this is supposed to be a comedy that's the that's the request no no i feel like i feel like tommy chong is in this movie because you know he had some debts to pay and he only had to be there for four days or something I think I think that's sort of the uh, the, the logic of the oh, Tommy Chong because all he does is sit in that front seat of the bus. So they probably filmed everything in just like a handful of shots, and you right. know, like that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the one scene where I even know why that one guy was following them. By the way, like the oh yeah, Kevin McDonald has no purpose in this movie other than they put Kevin McDonald in the movie. Like there's no. that's another scene because even the the uh, Asian family that's following him, there was no point to it, but it had one of the most hilarious scenes in this whole movie when uh, the kid is like, is that a Walter PPK? And the guy's like, yeah. And he points it to his mother. He's like, I have one too. And points it to his mother. I'm like, okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's funny that like the one decent joke is when like Kevin McDonald is on screen. You know, like, yes. So I, 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 have a, I have a theory about this. I So, you know, there there is the kids in the hall connection between Kevin McDonald and the director. I feel like Kevin McDonald got on this as a favor to that director, and I feel like this this was probably a skit that Kevin McDonald had for Kids in the Hall that didn't fly, <laughs> and and he and and it got stretched over a feature length film. Yeah. yeah, well, even like that character, even just that character, feels like it could be an extended sketch on Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. Like not one of the better ones, but like at least you could kind of see the logic of oh, this last three minutes, and it's just Kevin McDonald like getting burned in a bunch of ways, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So uh, I did also like um, at the beginning uh, Kevin McDonald in his uh, uh, Enterprise, you know, setup. Um, right. It's kind of an old hoary joke now. In the mid '90s, that was a little bit more forgivable. Um, so you know, but yeah, I, I did, now, I did quite like that element of it. You now, know. now Star Trek geekdom is much more well accepted. But anyway, Lady Lee, we took over the conversation. Please, it's okay, continue. it's totally fine. Uh, it's just me listing off all the things I hate about this movie. Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even disagreeing with you. Like you are no. absolutely correct. I think you have to be a certain age and a certain like spectrum of genders and to uh, to variety. Like <laughs> you have to remember this era of bad comedy and just sort of like accept it. Like this is what a bunch of comedies looked like in the nineties. Like this is mm-hmm. exceptional because it is like every cliche in a row, but this is like, there was a lot of stuff that looked exactly like this in the nineties. There's other movies that I've seen where at least some of the comedy is just so stupid. You can laugh at it or you could just laugh at the fact that it is outdated entirely. This one was just, all it was was watching somebody in high school wish they could party. Like this is like their journal. They literally, it was just like, I'm going to make a movie with my journal and this is the script. And that's it. Like this is yeah. some sort of fantasy. Like the the plot, you could take everything out, and it's that's the whole movie. Like literally at the beginning when they write the letter, and the end when they bring the letter to the president. The whole in between has nothing to do with that. Like you could have put a whole different intro and a whole different uh, conclusion, and that still would have been the same movie. 
Like, there's mm. nothing about either side that says anything about this movie. Like, there's nothing that explains anything. The chocolates with the alcohol, if someone doesn't drink alcohol, you're gonna taste it. It's not gonna be like, oh, hey. And then the volume, like, unless they're taking all the insides out of the chocolate or it's hollow chocolate, you're not gonna put that much booze in there. It's not gonna get you drunk. You might get a little bit of a buzz, maybe, but it's not gonna get you. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of get the feeling she's a teetotaler, and yeah. uh, even the slightest bit of alcohol was enough to like. Plus, she just wanted to fuck Matt Frewer, and honestly, who can blame her? He's yeah. just, like, you know, the amount of alcohol that could have gone in those chocolates is literally nothing. Yeah, I think she ate the whole box though. So like, yeah. even if you're just putting like, even if you're just, oh, there might be maybe a quarter of an ounce in all those chocolates because they're all they all have something in it. Unless they're entirely hollowed, or they made them hollow. There's not enough yeah. like. I I, I love how hard you're thinking about this. I mean, you know, like yeah. <laughs> the fact yeah. that the bus driver just dies in the middle of the movie and the cops yeah, are like, sure. I need to know. I need to know your address, sir. And then they just yeah. go about their way, you know. Like, that seems to be much more of a plot hole than, you know, well, the filling of the chocolates is just not, you know, you can always, like, they were, where did they get the syringe? Like, that's even, like, you know, are they all, are they all doing heroin, you know? The one guy had insulin. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's what, that's, yeah, no. Okay. See, Actually. The By the way, uh, <laughs> The bus driver took a ton of uh, horse tranquilizers and yeah. probably easily could have tell because they knew the guy was like the big drug person. So we're probably like, yeah, he probably overdosed. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, th I think that's the implication. Hole? Yeah. Plot hole? Yeah. No. Oh, 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 yeah. is a bigger plot hole. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no American cop is going to give a shit about a, a, a per, a, some stoner from the 70s who overdosed. It's like, well, that's a closed case right there. That's fine. No Not the alcohol here. from students with the high school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, may I may I tell you my favorite um like goofy uh plot device that doesn't work like just a framing device that doesn't work here. Mm -hmm. Um, the drive and I Google map this to be sure, but the drive from Columbus, Ohio to Washington D.C. is about six and a half hours, and they're shown to be driving for like a day and a half, right? You know. When she wakes up and checks her breath, I'm like, why don't they stop for a hotel? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, the I mean, doesn't want him to stop. Us? That's why. But yeah. oh, what, 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 what's the what's the distance from Toronto, Ontario, to Washington D.C.? That's the real question because that's what's actually happening in this movie. Because half it's shot in Canada and half it's shot in America. I, I'm admitting I, I I've been playing a bit of GeoGuessr lately, and I did notice some like very suspiciously Canadian-looking poles. You know. Oh, there's there yeah, there's a Canadian flag that shows up at one point in one scene. Oh yeah. Okay. Pretty nice. pretty obvious. <laughs> um. I'll try to defend some things in this. I'm not going to say it's a good movie, and I'm not going to defend oh. it and say anything. Oh, and hold on. There's the part right at the end when she's like, you made me realize I'm wasting my life studying. It's like, what, you're not going to study anymore? She's like, I'm not going to waste my life anymore. Didn't you just say no. you wasted your life studying? I, 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 realize, I realize there's a real, very real recent reason why that really resonates with you and why you hate it. Uh, we'll leave it at that, but... I, I am I'm actually kind of happy that the cast is very young. Like everyone here is basically their early twenties, so they're not like hey thirty year olds trying to pull off teenagers. They all you know like Jeremy like Renner still got all got all the like the got all the baby fat still on them and, and shit. You know they all kind of look like they're teenage kids for the most part, which is you know a, a rarity in this genre. It, it's got all the stereotypes, right? Like it's got the cool sl slacker, the stoner, the 
nerd geek, the fat slob, the creepy girl who turns out to be beautiful as soon as her hair goes up and you see her face. You know, it's just it's just it's the same thing. It's like, oh, take the glasses off the nerd girl, and all of a sudden she's super hot. You know, um, but uh, I do like that um, the preppy Republican asshole character in this one is just like a non-entity, like he's not even an antagonist. <laughs> and, they saw PCU and went, "What if David Spade was in this, but had nothing to do?" <laughs> yeah. uh, so and also, I, I found it kind of funny that the, the the class slut cannot get laid to save her life. Like she is coming on to every man that she she runs into, and none of them want anything to do with her. I found that kind of funny. The lesbian character that's basically a character, uh, you know, like barely a character in this. At least she's not treated as a stereotypical joke necessarily. Like it's like, oh, you see her one in one scene where she's she's dancing with one of a pair of twins, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. That's just kind of like, it's kind of a background thing, but it's it's not commented on. It's not made I, fun of. I didn't even catch that. I saw like twin one and twin two in the cast, and I kept waiting. Yeah. And I guess I'm not gonna rewatch this to go find that one, you know, three second moment or whatever. But uh, you know, uh, but I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad there was. An almost uh, Revenge of the Sith level of uh, queer uh, queer presence in this film. You know, <laughs> it very nearly reaches. They did make the comment about saying, like, if anyone can turn her, it's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but at least, at least Jeremy Renner says, I don't think so, man. And he kind of laughs it off like, this guy's stupid. He doesn't know anything about gay it's people. Just that, that comment just made me so angry. I, I know well, it's just it's, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, chasing Amy was going to make turn that into a whole movie in like two years. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You, you, if you're mad at that, get mad at Kevin Smith. Get get ready to get mad at and him. For, please get mad at Kevin Smith. I am. Yeah. I have spoken in, in, at length about this. So you know, mm. I I like I like so like this movie. It it, it is fucking like. I don't even want to say it's second rate. I don't want to even say it's second rate, bottom of the barrel comedy. It's kind of like third rate. So I kind of, I was kind of thinking like where this kind of sits. I was thinking about, you know, when American Pie finally came out. And it's like, this is kind of the same place where slasher movies were in the 80s going into the 90s. It's kind of the same thing where it's like this in between time where they're trying different things. You're trying to sanitize things a little bit. This is like the heyday of Corey Feldman doing all kinds of movies like these. Um, like he even did a couple of these like bullshit <laughs> oh, yeah. national oh, yeah. films. The uh, what was it called? Uh, resort last, something? Last, last resort? resort? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's another really terrible one. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but like this isn't even as good as the Corey Feldman ones. The yeah. real bottom of the barrel Corey Feldman ones, and Jeremy Renner. He, him, and his in his uh, stoner buddy, they feel like they're Wish dot com versions of Corey Feldman and like, geez, what what Dean Cameron or whatever the fuck his name was from Ski School and stuff like that. And or, I mean, or, it's 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 Polly Shore and Sean Astin, man. Like it's, it's yeah, this yeah. Is, this is Polly Shore was like huge at this point, you know. Like even he was kind of getting to his sell by date, but they're just they're just trying to do Encino Man again, you know, yeah. like. Like even the soundtrack is second rate ninety nine nineteen nineties music. Like they don't they can't afford any like hit bands like American Pie could or something like that. They're all like bands looking to get their song on something, you know? Like that kind of that kind of thing. And 
I don't know. It's just it, it feels like a bunch of people just trying to like maybe get a credit, and that's about it. That's what this movie is. How many people got their SAG card by being in this movie? You know? Maybe Kevin McDonald did. I don't. I I think maybe this might be his. No, I think Brain Candy was before this. If, if I'm not. No, mistaken. I think this is. I think this is before. I think Brain Candy was the year after. But I could be wrong. Oh, okay. But I mean, yeah, a lot of people might be just getting their SAG card. I mean, Jeremy Renner obviously probably was at this point. Um, but I mean, this is this is like a Corey Feldman movie, a teen sex comedy movie without the titties. Right, that's another thing. It's it, it doesn't even like it doesn't even deliver the goods, you know. If you're mm-hmm. if you're wanting to watch this one-handed, you know, like, you know, there's a yeah. you know, it doesn't even it doesn't even fulfill that purpose and even even if you grant that it can't do real nudity, it can't it doesn't even do like real sexiness. I mean, you get like a couple of, you know, like a little bit of a girl, you know, like unzips the top of her top, you know, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's just there's no there, it doesn't it just doesn't deliver on on any of it. And no, the, I mean, the, you mentioned the, the, the sorry, most, the most. Uh, sorry, but the, yeah, the most they they do that's like really sexually charged is both when Matt Frewer hooks up with the with the the, uh, the other teacher, and the forced humps porno parody. Where, oh yeah, yeah. Which which also I thought was okay. That's an okay joke, especially for this movie. I, I chuckled at that a little bit, you know, kind of thing. But yeah. <laughs> My favorite part was that kid in the car with his parents like i mm-hmm. loved when he was sleeping yeah. <laughs> hit some of the arm he's like i got the story <laughs> i also <laughs> so dumb. And i mean was- i also laughed i also laughed when mioski peed on their windshield I, th- I thought that was a funny like that's a pre-american pie gross out gag kind of like that, that that's the only part of this movie that presages where sex comedies are going to go <laughs> well, and we keep bringing up American Pie, and I think it's worth noting that American Pie was pretty like radical at the time, in the sense of mm-hmm. like it, like I think what well what I come back to with this is that like it's really dumb and really juvenile, like in a, like a kid way, like it is like it like it feels like it's made for ten year olds, you know, and so yeah. it can't have a real raunch to it, it can't have characters who ever seem to know like what having sex is even like, you know, or what the desire to actually have sex is really like. They have to be like, it's almost, it's almost chaste. And the, mm-hmm. like all the drug and alcohol references are just so completely over the top. And yet it hasn't like, no, it's just like, we're drinking, we're drinking bottles of, of Jack Daniels because like, that's just what we do because we're kids and we're partying. And it's like, you know, there's just no, I'm not saying there need to be consequences, but it has to, it doesn't even look fun. It just looks like, you know, stupid, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like Tommy Chong commenting on them all, like being passed out the back of the bus, like kids don't know how to party, man. Like, yeah, no kidding. Like that's a little little bit of meta commentary on on this movie, I think. And, And so when American Pie was written and when it was produced, it's like, you know, we're going to actually tell a story here. We're going to have characters. I mean, there are caricatures. This is a 90 minute like teen sex comedy, you know, but we're going to like limit the number of characters they are going to be like, you know, eight basic characters and they're going to kind of couple off a bit and we're going to have like actual storylines and then we're going to up the raunch factor and sell it on like this is the one where the kid fucks the pie you know like there's nothing there's nothing like kid fucking fucking a pie in this movie you know there's no reason there's no scene there's no moment to recommend it at all like usually these movies how no matter no matter how bad they are have 
like one moment where you can go, okay, it has this like 30 second bit that's that's kind of fun, you know, and oh, this, has, the, this has this has the little Asian kid, this has the little, you know, the, the the kid, and he's great, but you know, that's that's it, you know. Oh, the the moment where you the moment where you see the uh, the anti drug uh, lead singer and that band get her granny panties exposed didn't do it for you. <laughs> did not did not work for me, and also it was done better in <laughs> it was done better in Zaps like in nineteen eighty. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Which is know? a sad fucking statement considering how teen kept, Zap and actually even, is. And even like the 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 horny guy like virus, I'm just like this is Willie Ames from Zapped, but like right. ripped of like every bit of like filth, you know. Like yeah. oh, there is there is a bit of trivia here, and uh, you know, as a '90s Playboy aficionado, I'm going to uh, <laughs> tell you what it is. Um, he's shown reading two issues of Playboy during the film, and the the one that he's that's in his like fil- uh, freeze frame at the end, and the one that he's reading when they're doing like the. Uh, the auditorium thing, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah, that is a 1989 issue that has Julie McCullough on the cover. Okay. Julie yeah. McCullough, for those who do not remember their 80s sitcom lore, was the character dating Kirk Cameron's character on Growing Pains for years. Mm-hmm. And it became a huge scandal that, like, she's on a children's show and she did Playboy at the same time. And um, Kirk Cameron arguably <laughs> he went crazy conservative Christian um, on the basis of, you know, just how much that like tarnished the show in his eyes or something, you know, but he you became know, so. an insufferable fucking douchebag. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, no, uh, just a bit of trivia there. Cause I saw that cover and I went, I know that cover. I know that cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. Um, but yeah, no, the other one is uh, like, you know, hot girl of the NYPD. So apparently a, an NYPD cop took off her clothes in 94. And that one would have been like fairly contemporaneous when. Uh, but I think that 1989 issue was a knowing gag. I mean, I actually think that was put in on purpose because you'd have to go and like find that issue. You know, that that's not that's not what we pulled it off of a magazine stand. That's I think I think somebody somebody in the prop department had a, had a really fun day. You know? but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this movie even like it, the, there's so little story and it's so cliched. It ends with the slow clap ending where it's like, oh, everyone all of a sudden is way behind, is you know, suddenly behind the, the the slackers. You know, it's like, oh no, they're right. These these losers are correct. And it, it, no, it, it I, takes- I I I took that as like <laughs> I took that as the one like sly bit of like political commentary in the thing because they were all at the party last night and they're like oh these are the kids who threw the party because there's like that knowing like nod that two of the guys give to each other and it's like oh those are the kids those are the kids right yeah Yeah. so like i think that's like the one thing that's like almost justified is that they're not they don't think that what the kids had to say was anything intelligent they're just like great kegger you know just a great kegger (laughs) that's all that's all we got from you so either that or we got to make sure these kids don't do the tell-all book about what i was doing in that party last (laughs) night you know I'm gonna say the party with a bunch of high schoolers. Like I, I, I don't know how good that is. Mind you, it is like government, so who gives a fuck? Oh, I mean, there's there's a couple questionable moments in this movie between like older people and younger people. Like these are supposed to be teenagers, and like the quote unquote slut character at one point like kisses Matt Frewer on the mouth, who's supposed to be her teacher, basically. You know, her her educational and he's superior. Out. Yeah, and he's passed out. So that, that's all kind of problems there. That's kind of like doubling down on some problematic shit 
Oh, um, the one one moment I'm surprised. I think I think even Lady Lee might find this uh, at least viscerally enjoyable for five seconds. Is the uh, Lisa Perkins character um, beating the shit out of the Burger Man uh, magnate? Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I just I enjoyed how no one commented afterwards either like there was nothing that happened afterwards it was all just like well, he doesn't even show, he, that's the end of it that's the end of him in the movie he doesn't yeah. i thought that, like you're gonna have one more moment of him coming in and being like no you crazy kids i'm gonna make billions off of this you know uh deal with the education department it's like no he's just gone it's just i think yeah. she actually gave him a concussion i think that's one other death in the movie i think we can just put that <laughs> there. like you Especially, know like, it was his room that they had the key for, for oh part. yeah oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. no then and so it's actually plot motivation there. She gets the key and is like, "Oh yeah, I beat this old guy up, and now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go fuck in his bed." You know, I Jeremy Renner has to put his amazing knuckles inside of me. I think that's what. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a virgin. I have to have sex before college. The way her I'm character is kind of yeah, the way her character is kind of presented too is like. Uh, Jeremy Renner's a mean to an ends for her, and I kind of respect that. It's just like I gotta, I gotta get this off my itinerary, basically, before I'm a success in college. I, I gotta fuck him and uh, get my virginity out of the way, and then uh, you know, yes, bigger and better things. Just, just get your virginity out of the way. Just... Yeah, and again, in American Pie, that's actually like explicit in one of the I forget which character it is, but one of the characters, like she's like they fuck. It's like. Mm-hmm. prom night or whatever they fuck and then she wakes up the next morning and he's like oh i'm so into you i'm, I'm looking forward to our future together and she's like i'm going to college and you're not and this is like i wanted to do this i went into this with my eyes open and now we're done. so it is just like now that we've seen american pie it's like oh american pie did all of this and again i want to reiterate for the audience there were a ton of these crappy movies that played yeah all over cable during this time period, this this would not have stood out as like particularly horrendous by the standards of the genre at the time. I mean, it is boring, but a lot of these were really, really boring. I was mostly surprised that it had a theatrical release because I always thought this was direct video. I think the thing is, is that they paid for the Na- National Lampoon's mo- name to get it in theaters. This is what yeah. happened because it still had clout then. Um, because I mean, this under this regime of National Lampoon, I think their biggest hit was the Van Wilder movie because that came under under this uh, oversight from J two or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think we recommend this movie. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. Sorry. Not at least. Yeah, it, it's 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 and bottom of the barrel. We haven't we haven't really talked about the depths of the racism here, like. But it's oh, bad. Yeah. It's it's real bad. It's, it's, it's bad, isolated yeah. to a handful of specific scenes. But it is like when you think about like '90s racism, this is the bottom barrel of like '90s racism, and we just don't need to even describe it because it's just like nobody's going to watch this movie on our recommendations. <laughs> uh, you know? No, no, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty shitty. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know. I. I <laughs> it, it doesn't even it doesn't even have like the oat that like some 80s movies tried to like write into their comedies where it's like oh you made a fun of fun of a minority but the minority goes it's okay white boy i think you're funny it doesn't even do that no not at all it's just it's yeah. just like here's the joke 
and, and it rips on riff rips off gags from better movies. Like there's a yeah. speed reference in this movie, like the Keanu Reeves speed, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, hot shot. Who do you shoot? And I forget exactly, you know what the, uh, but like the, the, the uh, stoner guy, like staring out the back and like Kevin McDonald yeah, chasing did. behind. This is uh, that one of the William Shatner episodes of twilight zone where nobody believes him that there's a gremlin mm-hmm. on the, you know um, I mean, they're, they're ripping for off from better movies <laughs> And it's just like it just lies flat there. It just it doesn't do anything. It's just it's so it's so bad. Yeah, I'm honestly Agreed. surprised it has as high as of reviews it does as it does because I think it's like a five point four or something IMDb. And I'm like I've I've definitely watched better movies with the same rating. Like this, this, this deserves a lot lower. Like this. If it if, if it makes you high. if it makes you feel better, this is one of the uh, movies that has the. the Distinguished uh, reputation of getting a zero percent on rotting Rotten Tomatoes at one point. So uh, it deserves yeah. it. Like there's nothing. Yeah. There's there's nothing about it. There's no sustenance about it. There's nothing that's clever about it. There's nothing that pops out. Like we mentioned, there's like a couple jokes here and there that you're like, ah, that's funny. Like you kind of giggle. Like the names that they call each other at times that reference movies. Senator douchebag. <laughs> And the the Van Damme one was funny too. Yeah, and so, these yeah. just small one liners, they're like the haha, and that's it. Like, there's never a point where I'm like dying laughing or saying, "If you're gonna watch it, just watch this part." No, don't fucking bother. Like, you'll find some. Like, it's not even like you know a lot of movies you can find like thirty second clips of on YouTube where it's like, oh, this is like the one funny scene. There's not. I don't even think there's any of that here. Like, no, it no. is free to watch in its entirety on YouTube. So. <laughs> you know, um, I think yeah. the ads were the best part of this movie for me. <laughs> she, was was watching, she was getting ads on YouTube as she was watching it. Yeah, so yeah. it was like a break. I can... I was like, oh my god, thank god. <laughs> yes, Dove, I do want to uh, hydrate my skin. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so budget for this five million is what I found, and yeah, that, that feels about right when looking at it. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, five million, sure. Uh, box office officially 4.6 million. I'm I'm actually kind of assuming that selling this to TV and the home video market, they probably made their money back and a little bit more, but rightfully not a big success. Obscure as shit. Yeah. O- only podcasts bad. like us are like talking about this movie. <laughs> I do have to say, I, I was reading um, comments for reviews because mm-hmm. I was really bored during this movie. I need something to stay focused. And a lot of people were saying, like, okay, I saw this when I was younger, when I was drunk, or whatever, or hi. I thought it was funny then, and I watch it now. It's terrible. <laughs> it just, yeah. It kind of solidifies, like, that this was a terribly done movie. Mm. Like I said, uh, like was said, uh, free on YouTube, 360p, but I mean, do you need the HD version of this? No, you don't. I don't. But it, if you do want to pay for it, no. you could get it on DVD somewhere, maybe for $800 on eBay. I'm sure that's what someone's selling it for. Or uh, Voodoo, Voodoo or iTunes. Yeah, but don't do it. it it's it's fine. Um, I think you can get that 1989 uh, uh, issue of Playboy for about like $5 on eBay, and that's a much better use of your, of your cash, you know. There you go, yeah. Yeah. You, you get better repeated usage out of it, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, geez, uh, don't know what we're doing next. Uh, well, actually, I do know we're doing what we're doing next, although questionable how many people are going to be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I have a terrible uh, schedule right now. <laughs> yeah, 
we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, next up should be Maniac from 1980, 81, 80, 80, I think. Um, and we're going to have special guests on that. Might just be me and the special guest. We'll see. Because of Lee's schedule, we're going to put a hold on the I pick a movie, you pick a movie kind of thing. Makes sense. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to program October and see where the chips lay and see who can be on and who can't and all that shit. But, uh, well, we'll, we'll see. We're going to have, you know, we're starting off October with this, which maybe in some people's minds is a horror movie. Who knows? Yeah. uh, (laughs) For the audience. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we we will be doing all kinds of horror content and, uh, yeah, all that good stuff. But uh, Daniel, always a pleasure when you can uh, come back. And uh, you are doing, you know, you're cheating on this podcast with other better podcasts. So please uh, pimp them out now. Sure. I do a... um... I did well. I've been on hiatus for a while, and uh, you know, I was meaning to come back in July, and then I had emergency surgery, and I was in bed for two months. So you know, know. like it happens, and uh, yeah, we can maybe talk about that after we're not broadcasting anymore. But um, you know, I uh, you know anyway, I I am now back to work, and I am uh, able to uh, finally finish kind of getting my my new podcasting setup uh, setup done, and hopefully we can get back into recording episodes. But I have uh, done a podcast for the last few years called uh, I Don't Speak German, and it is about um, far right assholes, which are who are gaining ever more power every day. And I'm not podcasting about it because you know I had a wound in my ass, so you know it's just one of those things. Uh, but you know. Uh, we're going to come back to it. I'm feeling much better. We're, you know, kind of, kind of getting my, my strength back up. And, uh, once we come back, we're going to come back with a bang. We have not retired. We're just, uh, we just have had some issues this year, but, um, we are, we are coming back. And, um, also you can find me again on, uh, Twitter or X, you know, whatever. Um, I am being, so we can dead name his site. <laughs> I uh, I am Daniel Lee Harper there. Um I am also like Daniel Harper dot whatever dot blue sky on blue sky. So you They can't. gotta figure out those URLs. They need they, to they really gotta figure that out. Like that's a that's yeah. a that's a thing that's like, you know, anyway, um you can find a link to my blue sky from Twitter, but uh, I am also mm-hmm. kind of posting over there. Um if you want to avoid the site uh owned by an open anti Semite, which I would yeah. recommend. Yeah. So that's yeah. me. Awesome. Uh, Lady Lee. <laughs> if ever, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. It's Mighty Tiny All Star. Unfortunately, uh, life has been extremely busy. So I have not been posting and I have not been people keeping keep me up to date. Maybe I will one day. Maybe I'll start again. I have a collection of stuff just to add the one time, just to joke about it. But uh, mm-hmm. that is where you I've been doing. I've actually been doing it more frequently than you lately in your absence. Just, just oh, I to, appreciate you know, that because yeah. I am way behind. I am so behind. There's yeah. so many pictures that are piling up on my phone. I'm like, I just have to. I just have to post these. Why don't I just post these? And I forget. So. Yeah, no, it, it's fine. You know, you've got more important things uh, brewing right now in your life, so that's stuff that needs to be taken care of before you can uh, come back and have fun. So. Yeah. You're not allowed to have fun, Lee, when you're, yeah, you know, no, edu- right you're, you're improving your education. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you can that's, find us. That's there. the lesson of this film, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you, you kids need to Actually, buckle down. Actually, the film has the opposite lesson. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you kids need to buckle down and start 
you stop partying. You need to be more like the Republican senators in this movie, you know. Have have your clandestine parties later on, you know, with the whatever is going on in the cell. Um Yeah. But uh, we're at tmbdos.podbean.com. We have a Facebook group. They must be destroyed on site on Facebook. Best way to get in touch with us. Make film requests that will fulfill eight years later. Uh, you know, we'll eventually get to them. I'm, I'm sure we'll do Tomcats in the next two years, somewhere around there. I will come back. I will. You, you tell me when to be back for Tomcats. I will watch Tomcats, if only for Shannon Elizabeth. That is that is enough for me. <laughs> that, that that is there, that is good. There, that is good. There, are, there are there are quite attractive people in this film, and that was kind of that was that's not the one thing that sort of like held me through. You know, it's mm-hmm. like okay, the people are pretty cute. Of you know, really, and Jeremy Renner is cute, and basically all the girls are cute. So it was like, yeah, I'm I'm down for this. Oh yeah, um, I, I I forgot to drool over Nicole Nicole DeBoer. She was growing up like right up there of Christina Ricci for me. It's like I am into this woman. Like, Which one is she? She is the uh, lesbian. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. She is given nothing to do in the film, but, you know. Like, yeah, unfortunately. She has occasional words, and she makes that she, with girls. She looks cute, and that's that's all. That's all you need. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Uh, until then, uh, Maniac should be the next episode. If, if like, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I, I've had a bit of a couple hell weeks this month as well. So uh, I'm just kind of like playing catch up to get October all situated. So we'll we'll figure some shit out. But uh, until then, thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Lee. And thank you all for listening. It's very much appreciated, especially considering our rocky schedules. We appreciate you guys kind of sticking with us and continuing to uh, listen to us for some weird reason. I don't I don't know why, but we <laughs> do love you for it. Thank you very much. And uh, we're out of here. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye.
You've been listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.